Well, good morning. 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 That was good. I like that. It was really good. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, wow, thank you for all that you've been doing this morning so far. It is amazing. Thank you that you are here with us. And Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart right now be pleasing to you. Oh Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> so, are you guys ready? <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> are you ready? You don't know what you're ready for, do you? Just wait. Okay. Are you guys ready for what's coming? Are you ready for what's going to happen? And I'm not just talking about my 30-minute message here. Okay, we, we are living in a time like none other. Like none other. Okay, we've been living these past seasons, these past few years, where we've seen incremental increase of the Holy Spirit pouring himself out uh, in healings and in salvations in G- with Jesus' encounters, with, with dreams and visions and, and prophetic words being spoken over this body of believers. And the Lord is stirring souls. And he's on the move. Are you ready? You're not so loud this time. Are you guys aware that up to this point, everything we've been growing in and, and things we've been experiencing is just a glimpse of what the Father wants to do in our midst. It's just a glimpse. Are you guys ready? Are you ready for more? Last September, I was at a spiritual retreat at Kingsfold, and if you have a chance to go out there, go. It's an amazing retreat center. And I'm a big river guy, as some of you know, and, and so at one point in my retreat, I decided to go down to the river to dialogue with the Father. And I gotta tell you, some of my most intimate experiences uh, with the Father have come at the river, whether at that river or at the Bull River. Um, he just meets me there. And so I go down there, and I, as I'm sitting there, I, I sense the Father say, close your eyes and listen to the different sounds in the river. So I close my eyes, and I could begin to hear all those amazing sounds. It was beautiful. I could hear the different tones. The water on the top of the surface was light and, and dancing over the rocks. And I listened some more, and there was this, this soothing, calmer water off on the other side of the river. And then I thought I heard the father say, Nathan, listen closer. What do you hear? And then as I listened, my, my ears began to hear a deep rumbling. It was like rolling thunder off in the clouds or, or when you put your ear to the rail of railroad tracks and you feel those low and deep vibrations knowing there's a big train coming. And as I listened, those sounds were coming from the depths of the river. It was full and it was deep and powerful. And as I heard those sounds, I was overcome with anticipation about something. I, I wasn't sure what it was. And then again, I sense him say, this is, this is what drinking from me is like. It's full. It's deep and it's powerful. And it builds in you an anticipation and an expectation for more. For more of me. And then I thought he said, and like a river that charts new territory, so am I charting new territory. 
And as the river moves as it wills, so do I. I am not predictable. I move the way I want to move. And he said, you are sensing this deep anticipation because I'm about to move through Airdrie like you've never seen before. Like the river that carves new territory, so am I about to expand my kingdom and carve new kingdom territory in Airdrie and beyond in ways that you've never experienced before and in ways that Airdrie has never seen before. And you, me, you, We'll need to expect things to happen that are beyond our level of comprehension. Are you ready? I've said this before, and I, I, I think we're actually in the history of our church in one of the most historical moments. And we've had a lot of moments in our history, but none like this. The Lord is going to release floodgates of streams and rivers in dry wastelands of souls. He's actually already begun that. And like Ezekiel 47, the Father is about to release a river of influence that is, that is wider and gets deeper and is far-reaching and influences family. It influences businesses and government and education and the culture and our church. Jesus is on the move, friends. And he wants to make his name famous. Are you ready? I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but we're starting a new series today called Get Ready. How fitting. And we are sensing something really big, really big coming. You see, God wants to get our attention and he wants to show us who he is and what he can do through us. Okay, and do you know that he actually calls us to expect something incredible and impossible to happen in and through our lives? He expects us to believe that. But this only happens when we, when we come into alignment with what he is doing and we surrender to his will. But when we do, oh, look out, okay? When we seek him with all our hearts, when, when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, he will do things beyond our wildest imaginations and accomplish things through you, through me, that we thought were impossible. Do you believe it? Some of you do. Good. Many of us in leadership here, I've been sensing this for such a long time. That we, we need to strap in, okay? We need to get ready for what's coming. There is anticipation and expectation building in our midst. It's time for us to raise the level of expectation for the impossible to happen in our midst through you and through me. Because the Father is calling us from heaven to get ready. Get ready. Have you guys ever received an invitation, I'm sure you have, to a wedding or a big party or a big event? I, I love wedding invitations. Uh, Sandra does too. We're not personally inviting ourselves to your next wedding. Don't worry about it. But we love weddings, okay? Especially when there's a big party after or there's dancing and food and pop and lots of other things, <laughs> right? 
Let's just clarify, there's lots of pop at these parties, okay? It's fun. And house parties and barbecues, it's, it's fun. Isn't it fun to be invited into the lives of other people? Yeah, it is. Okay, maybe there's some wine at these parties, that's okay. Are you guys actually aware? Are you aware that you and I have been invited into the greatest invitation, the greatest adventure that we could ever be a part of? Are you aware of that? See, there is an invitation out there that's deeply relational. It, it's powerful. It takes you to places that will stretch you. It will challenge you. If you accept this invitation, it, you'll be, it'll be a, make you a part of something that will blow your mind. It will change your life and change the lives of everyone around you. You will see new things. You will hear new things. It will take you to greater heights and deeper depths. And you will experience things that you thought were impossible. See, there's an invitation from heaven that is like none other. Okay, there's an invitation out there for all of us that comes directly from heaven's throne room. An invitation that comes straight from the lips of our heavenly father if you're willing to hear it. Heaven is inviting you into an experience that will change your life and change the way you see the world forever, forever. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes, again, just some of you. That's okay, we're going to hear it anyway. Jeremiah 33.3, okay? Turn there now. Jeremiah 33.3. It's one of the most amazing verses in all of Scripture. That's my opinion, but I think it's true. Memorize this verse. Okay, here it is. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me. Oh, call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. That is unbelievable. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. This is heaven's invitation. Okay, this is the Father's voice speaking to every single body in this place. Everyone, call out to me. Don't wait any longer. The time is now to call on me. In other words, just talk to me. Call out to me. And not only does he command us to call out to him, but he said he would answer us. And when we call, that he would show us and he would tell us things that are beyond our comprehension. That's amazing. Isn't it? That's amazing. This is an open invitation to all who want it. But it can only be open to those who take this seriously. So let's dig in a little bit here into this passage. Just to understand the context of this promise before we make sense of it ourselves. Okay, so God spoke this out to Jeremiah uh, in his life when God's people were in Judah and Israel. Uh, they were in captivity and experiencing hardship and, and desolation. You can read that in the chapters preceding chapter 33. They had turned their hearts away from God and had done nothing but evil in the eyes of the Lord since the days of their youth. Okay, they had become idolatrous uh, and stopped listening to the continuous instruction 
uh, that came from God through, through the prophet Jeremiah. They refused to listen to God. And they lived in perpetual disobedience. And as a result, disaster came upon them and the destruction of Jerusalem was imminent. But toward the end of chapter 32, we begin to see the faithfulness of God again. Here he's reminding Jeremiah that there, there, is, a, there is still hope and a prosperous future ahead for them. He is, in essence, guaranteeing a future for his people based upon his faithfulness and his promises. Not on the faithfulness of the Israelites, those people. They were faithless. Okay? They lived in disobedience. They sacrificed their kids to other gods. It was brutal. Ugh. They were not a faithful people. Not at all. But God was faithful to them. That is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And then we see in Jeremiah 33 that after God had removed his hand from them for a time and they experienced that captivity and, and, and his divine correction, the promise of hope for renewal and restoration of his people was coming. And then further down in verse 6, we see this. We see, nevertheless, despite of how you're living, I will bring health and healing to it to the land. I will, I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me too. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things that I do for it. And they will be in awe and tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provided for it. That's awesome. That is awesome. The Lord was going to cause this city to be rebuilt and this people to be restored and renewed once again. And he would rebuild it as it was originally designed. That's awesome. See, God... He's always been working with a remnant of his people. And so out of the mess, out of the disaster that had fallen on, on his people because of their own sin, his heart for his people never changed. And it was on full display here. As we see in verse 3. Would you just call out to me? Just call out to me, people. Call out to me in the middle of your mess. Okay, cry out to me and I will hear you. Just turn from your ways and call to me. You have no idea what you're missing. No idea. And when you call, not only will I hear you, but I'll answer you. And I'm going to tell you things, and I'm going to do things for you, Israel and Judah, that will blow your minds. Okay, I'm going to restore your land I'm going to heal your hearts. I'm going to renew and rebuild your cities. And I'm going to bring abundant joy and peace and security to you. And I'm going to cleanse you and purify you and make you clean. I'm going to take you out of the muck of your sin and, and desolate state and make your heart beat as one. 
and I will bring prosperity on you. And you will become a city that makes my name famous. And nations all over the world will see and hear, and hear this, and they will be in such awe. And they will tremble at the sight of how prosperous you have become. And of the deep peace that you experience because of me. That is awesome. You know what else is astounding about this passage? See, this, this wasn't only a prophetic word for Israel and Judah, but it's a prophetic word for all of us too. See, the same God who told Israel and Judah to call out to him is the same God who says to all of you and to me, call out to me, call out to me, and I will answer you. The same God. The same God who spoke creation into the world, into existence rather. The same God with one word spoke the sun into place and the moon into place. Okay, the same God who walked on water, who died and rose again, is the same God who says, call to me. You guys, call to me. It's the same God who invites you to call to him. And the same God who says, I will answer you. And the same God who says, I will share great and mighty things with you that you don't know. Things that you don't understand. Jesus is saying to you today that, if, that the life you are currently living can change if you really want it to. It can change. You don't have to continue living the same way you are. You don't have to live the mediocre you don't have to live the status quo life. In fact, we're not called as kingdom people to live the status quo life. You don't have to live the mundane. You don't have to. See, God is saying that literally everything can change if you really seek me. If you call out to me, your life can and will be changed. It's true. You no longer have to live with the current burden you're carrying. You no longer have to live with that burden of sin you're walking with. And again, we're not called or created to carry the burden of sin anymore. If you call out to him, everything can be restored. Everything can be renewed. See, so just, just take your eyes off of the, the problems down here and turn them to heaven. Turn him into heaven and look to heaven. And he, because heaven has all the solutions for every issue and every problem that you face. All of them. But be prepared. Be prepared. Because when you call out to him, he promises to answer you. Did you catch that? He promises to answer you. And not only does he hear your cry, he answers you. See, the Hebrew word for answer is rendered something like this. It says to heed or, or to pay attention to. So he's saying, call out to me and I will pay attention to you. God will pay attention to you. That is crazy. Crazy good. That's funny, okay? Jesus said to himself in Matthew, not to himself, to others. He said to Matthew, in Matthew 7 verse 7, to ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Right? 
So what does that mean? It means he's saying that when you are serious about calling out to me, I will answer you. When you take me seriously, I will take you seriously. And I will answer your real prayers, your heartfelt prayers. I will answer them. I am faithful, and my promises are yes and amen. I will heal your body. I will heal your heart and your soul. I will heal those broken relationships. I will heal those wounds you've been carrying for so long. I will. Not just in heaven, but today. He will heal you. And when you take me seriously and call out to me, I will renew and restore and rebuild cities through you. Wow. I will bring health and prosperity and fortune to your cities. I will turn this city into one that reflects my kingdom. Friends, this promise is not limited to us as individuals or us as a corporate body. Okay? Our city needs to hear this. They need to know there's a God out there who wants this city, the city of Eritrea, to be his city. His city. To bring him renown and joy and honor before all other cities in Canada and other cities across the world. That's what he wants. And he can do through you. You know, it would be enough just to know the Father's invitation to call on him um, would be that he just answers us. That would be enough, wouldn't it? But this is beautiful and mind-boggling all at the same time. He goes even further than that because he can. It's God. Okay, he says, call out to me, speak to me, cry to me, come to me and find me, seek me and find me and I'll listen and I'll answer you. I will respond to you. I will heed your call because I love you. And then, and then I will show you mighty things that you are unaware of. And then, I want to tell you things. I want to share things with you that you could never dream of or imagine on your own, ever. Call out to me. Then listen to me, and then see what I'm about to do. I don't have a word to describe how amazing that is, okay? If you do, tell me later. That is unbelievable. Okay, I did a word study on, on this phrase, great and mighty things, which you don't know. Okay, and the word mighty, unfortunately, is just not translated very well. Okay, the Hebrew word here is batsar. B-A-T-S-A-R, if you want to know, which means inaccessible, fenced in, walled up or fortified. It, it means things that are hidden, okay? So what is he saying? He's saying, call out to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and butsar things. I will show you things that are inaccessible. I will show you things that are hidden and protected and fortified that people can't get to. Are you getting this? This is unreal. Okay, what does that mean for all of us in here? Okay, God says, I will show you great and inaccessible things. 
Things that others cannot reach or attain. Things that are hidden. Okay? They are fenced in and fortified and protected. And that means those, those hidden things are kept away from other people. They're not allowed to reach them. Why? They're inaccessible. They are hidden, but as the verse says, they're also great. Okay? Great is similar to mighty in that it talks about the high things of God or the glorious things of God. Okay? He says, there are high and glorious things, things that are inaccessible to you. Okay? They're hidden, but he says, I will show them to you. What? I will show them to you. He says, you don't know them. Okay? You can't search for them. You don't even know what to search for because they're inaccessible. Okay? They're out of reach and kept away from others. But he says, if you call, I will show you those inaccessible and hidden things that only heaven knows. That is unreal. I can imagine many of you are wondering right now, well, awesome, but... What are those great and inaccessible things that he wants to show me? I don't know. Okay? I don't know. You have to call out to the Father yourself. You have to be serious and call out to him and listen to how he responds to you. And then get ready because he will show you things that are inaccessible. Now, by looking at the text in Jeremiah 33, I can tell you that some of the great and unsearchable things he wants to show you will be in how to rebuild cities, okay? how to renew cities, and how to restore and help our city become his city, a city that represents his kingdom. He wants to tell you how much he loves you, how much he loves other people, and he will show you how to love other people the way he loves other people. Friends, we can't get that revelation on our own. We can't. He wants to show you how to bring health and prosperity to this city. He does. He wants to show you that for every problem we see in our city and in our world, he wants you to know and see that heaven has a solution for it. And he will share those solutions with you. He will. That's what he does. Okay, he wants to show you, show you how to release the kingdom of heaven on earth. See, this is what Acts 2 is all about. Okay, it says that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, meaning they'll speak in words of power. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and, on, on, and signs on the earth below. By the way, today's Pentecost. Okay? Just let that land on you. Friends, we are in the last days. It doesn't say last, last days. It says last days. The last days started at Pentecost way back then, and we're still in them. So what Acts 2 says is happening today. What does that mean? 
It means God will open your eyes to see visions, to see things that can only come from Him, to see things that are inaccessible to the human mind that can only be revealed to you because God reveals Him to you, no one else. You will see into the future. You will see into secret places that are only reserved for those who call out to God. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. It says, Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, these are the many things God has in store for all of his people. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Whoa. Yes, he has revealed to us in, sorry, to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.9, who constantly explores all things. That might have been the Passion Translation. It's really good. So friends, as you pray, okay, you will see visions. You will dream dreams as you sleep. Okay? And while you're wide awake, and God will let you see heaven's solutions to earthly problems. That is unbelievable. Okay, he will give you his words and counsel for businesses and share with you heaven's wisdom for issues in our city. Why? Because that's what God does. He restores cities through you. Call out to me, and I will answer you and tell you and show you great and inaccessible things that you do not know. Other people can't get there. It, it, it is inaccessible and hidden and unsearchable for, for the human mind. Okay, but I will show them to you, says God. That is heaven's invitation. Do you want to open that? I do. Now, some may say, well, I've called on God, and he's never answered me before. Or I've prayed to God, and he doesn't answer my prayer. Are you sure? Are you sure? Jesus said, he who asks receives. He who seeks will find. And he who knocks at the door, it will be opened. Okay, he, he didn't say he, he who asks me sometimes will receive. He didn't say that. No, this is not a sometimes promise. But others might say, God doesn't answer me all of the time. Or God answers me all the time. Sometimes it's a yes and sometimes it's a no. But friends, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says all the promises of God in Christ are yes and in him amen to the glory of God. What does that mean? It means that everything that is covered with his promise in his word the Bible says yes and amen, meaning let it be so. Now, this doesn't mean, God, I want a Ferrari. I want a Ferrari. Okay, you're going to go home after church, there's going to be a Ferrari in your driveway. No, that's not what he's saying. I don't actually know a place in Scripture where it says, ask for a Ferrari and it will be given to you. Okay, if you do, show me because I want to pray that. <laughs> I don't see it. What he's saying is when you come into alignment with my will and you know the promises of my word, all of my promises are yes and amen. 
in Christ Jesus. So hear this. Every time we pray and your prayer is lined up with the consistency of the word, the promise is yes. Whether you heard it or not, the answer is yes. He will answer you. That is his promise. The promise we're looking at today is when you call on God, his promise is I will answer you and I will show you great and unbelievable things that you could never dream of. That is his promise to you. And all of his promises are yes and amen. All of them. He promises to share with you the secrets of heaven. Now, <clears throat> let me just share a couple of thoughts with you of some things maybe to watch for. Here's one. Don't allow your past experience to limit what God can do through you in your future. Let me say that again. Don't allow your past experience to limit what God can do through you and your future or the future of other people. What, what is my point to that? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension, meaning every high thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Okay, and we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So here, here, hear this. <clears throat> Is it possible... Is it possible that the greatest strongholds blocking the promises and purposes of God in our own life are not necessarily regional demonic influences, though they exist, but theologies or beliefs created in the minds of believers based off of our experiences or lack of experiences and not on the Word of God? Is that possible? It's the argument in our mind of our past experience. Okay, there are voices in our mind that say, no, that experience can't happen. I've never experienced that before. So that can't happen. Or a voice may say, no, you can't say that because it might not come true. And you've got to protect yourself from disappointment. Friends, what is happening is that these voices are creating arguments in our head that are exalting itself up against the knowledge and truth of God. And they must be demolished. Take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Okay, don't allow your past experience to speak into your future or you'll be disappointed. Now, we don't deny our experiences. We just don't create our theology out of them. We create them out of the truth of Scripture. Are you aware <clears throat> that just because we've not experienced God working in incredible and impossible ways in us doesn't mean that he doesn't do the impossible in others? Just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean he's not doing it in someone else. And just because we haven't experienced the impossible in our past does not mean he won't do the impossible for you in your future. Do you know that? We just need to think higher. And we need to think bigger. 
than what our past experience and our current reality is showing us. What if the greatest act of spiritual warfare is the decision to think higher and to think bigger than what we are currently experiencing? What if the highest level of spiritual warfare is the decision to think higher and to think bigger than what we're currently experiencing? This is kingdom living. Okay, doing the impossible. I think the enemy loves it when we don't believe that God will do the miraculous. He loves it. And when we believe that God will not answer us and that he won't take, those, take us to deep and intimate places and that he won't release heaven's answers to restoration and renewal and the restoring of the city. The enemy loves that. And he loves it when we don't expect God to do the impossible but I believe the enemy is nervous. I believe he's nervous because he's realizing that there's an army of people in here, in this room, who are going to call on the Father out of intimacy with Jesus. And the enemy is nervous because this royal people in here are discovering, we're discovering together that God loves to answer his people, his friends, his sons and daughters. And the enemy is nervous because of the reality that God is going to reveal great and unsearchable things that only come from heaven. And because of that, the enemy is losing ground. Joel, you guys can come up. <clears throat> Call to me. Call to me, and I will answer you. And I will show you things that are inaccessible. Let that land on you. I will show you things that no mind has ever conceived, no ear has ever heard, and no eye has ever seen. I will show you those things. Heaven's invitation is really a call for intimacy. Intimacy with the Father. He says, call to me and know me. What does it mean to call? Spend time with him. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Talk to him. I've made conversations with people and they're asking me about this and that and I ask them, have you asked the Father about that? No, I haven't. Ask him. Call out to him. And friends, God He's not a coin operator God where we can stick a quarter in or a loony in and, and receive a prize. That's not how this works. This is a call to deeper relationship. And out of that relationship, he answers you. And he tells you the unimaginable. Don't miss this. Okay, you will not experience the great and unsearchable things if you don't ask Him, if you don't call out to Him. You won't experience renewal and revival that never ends if you don't call out to Him and live in that place of full surrender to Him. Don't miss heaven's invitation 
into an experience that will change your life forever and the way you see the world forever. Why don't you guys stand up with me? You guys just close your eyes if you don't mind. Close your eyes just for a couple minutes. I want you to imagine with me what receiving a dream or vision would look like right now. Right now. Just imagine with me. Dream with me what a vision or a dream would look like from God on how to, to love this city. What does that look like? Just take a moment. Dream. What would it look like for God to release a vision or dream over you of how to take care of the domestic abuse that we have in this city? What would that look like? Dream right now. What would it look like for, for, for heaven to release a solution to turn this city into a city of God? Dream. Dream right now. What is your kingdom dream? And if you don't have one, ask God for one. He'll give you one. Now dream bigger. What you're dreaming, dream bigger. That's not big enough. Now when you think that dream is big enough and and you can't possibly imagine anything bigger, anything better, call out to God and he'll answer you and he'll show you and share with you things that are bigger and better than you could ever imagine that is unbelievable thank you Jesus heaven is waiting for people in here right now to call on God heaven is waiting for you call to God There are dreams and visions to be released right now. And our Father's promise that He would release the unsearchable things. He's waiting for you. He's waiting. Father, I praise you. I praise you for what you're doing right here, right now. And I ask, Lord, that you would honor your word and you would release dreams and visions and prophetic words over your people right now release wisdom over your people right now father we declare together that you are the promise keeper and as your people take you seriously and call out to you because of the desire just to be with you answer them and show them things that that were beyond their capacity to ever dream or imagine on their own. So release those visions right now. Release those pictures, those dreams. Father, may they dream wide awake and dream at night. Lord, raise up people in this room who you will show the great and unsearchable things of how to restore and rebuild this city for you. 
How do we make this city your city? Oh God, show us. Father, we praise you for your goodness. We praise you that you love your kids. Here we are. Continue the amazing work you're doing this morning. Continue to release those visions and dreams and prophetic words throughout this week. Bless your people, Lord, incredibly. May they leave here awestruck at how awesome you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.